Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven friends in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. More college football coaches need to be cutting wrestling promos like Ryan Day and Dan Lanning did. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Notre Dame's new player counting coach. And with me, as always, is AJ. College football is already a third of the way done, Marquesi. That's that, that hurt me to the core, Rob. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who hooped, scooped, and whooped during week four of college football. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving out to Casey, maybe looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's new relationship, AJ. What do you think of that? Uh, exciting stuff, Rob. Exciting. They're I'm, drawing right-wing anger. I, I, I'm reading on Forbes as we speak. Because Travis Kelsey did ads for Pfizer and Bud Light. Mm-hmm. And they're calling him a beta male. Yeah, I mean, nothing nothing worse than getting a, a protection against a disease. Is COVID a disease? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And drinking Bud Light. Nothing worse than drinking beer, man. Yeah, that's today's ad. <laughs> I mean, every other sports show in the world is talking about it, so we, we had to, right? Yeah. I like I like this this the fact that the Swifties uh, shot Travis Kelsey's jersey sales up immediately. I like that. I like the Kelsey brothers. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've been pretty annoyed by it. I mean, I, I do too. But um, I went into the rabbit hole of you know how Kelsey punched that guy in, in training camp. Oh yeah. A lot of Swifties aren't happy with it. N- neither was I. I know. Just can't believe you did that. Can't. It was so out of nowhere. What I, what, <laughs> What I'm holding out hope for is, like, uh, I don't know if you know that uh, Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mulata, and Lane Johnson, like, recorded a Christmas album mm-hmm. for charity. I remember. With, um, yeah, with the help of uh, a little band called The War on Drugs and other great Philly musicians. Um, anyway, my hope is that Jason goes on tour with Taylor. It wasn't he already? College Football Week 4 Superlatives. Let's get started here, AJ. Let's get started with our best freshman. I made up for last week. I thought there was a lot of freshmen this week. Really? I didn't? I didn't. So go ahead. Okay. Friday night. Casey Concepcion, yeah, receiver was, for NC State. That was my big one. Yeah, tef- definitely. All kinds of plays. Had uh, 116 yards, two scores against UVA. 
Uh, that game ended like in an absolutely insane, perfect Friday night college football mm-hmm. fashion. Um, and uh, yeah, without him, the Wolfpack don't uh, don't put up the points to win that game. They uh, needed a game winning walk off field goal, and he was like fairly dynamic. Yeah, he definitely was. I mean, like, their next leading receiver had, like twenty two yards. Um, Armstrong in his big game back uh, against UVA didn't look too too hot, but. Pull off the window, but I think think definitely without Concepcion, it d- didn't happen. Brandon Armstrong's like the perfect XFL quarterback. <laughs> yes, legit. Left-handed, like pretty big arm, good athlete, but just like chaos. Good, like he's, a good good last of, name of, too. Like this yeah, could sell some he, jerseys in uh, DC. He's up there with Garrett Schrader for being like the <laughs> best bad college quarterback. Yeah, agreed. Um, beyond him, uh, I have a, a more. Big, big time freshman performance. I thought Tyler Brown for Clemson against Florida State was huge. Yeah, he, he kept them in the game. They Clemson like just they were without um, they were without Antonio Williams. Uh, I think they were without another receiver too. I can't think of. Um, and they just had like freshmen and sophomores stepping up. And Tyler Brown made that huge catch on the field where he kind of like got hurt, knocked the air out of himself. Mm-hmm. And maybe Clemson's got back at receiver. When Clemson has receivers, they're good and. They kept up with Florida State. They forced overtime. They obviously fell in the end, but uh, Kate Klubnick was kind of airing it out to Tyler Brown. Yeah, definitely was. I I mean, not to jump the gun, but I thought Klubnick was pretty good too. He's interesting. He's a little up and down. Yeah. Um, Clemson quarterbacks scare me in general. Um, this Trevor Lawrence guy, not very good. <laughs> lost, he lost to the great Buckeye C.J. Stroud. Um, but no, the... Clemson seemed. I feel like by season's end, like the, they've lost two games now, so they're not really in it for the ACC championship. But by season's end, they're gonna pl- be playing well enough to be uh, overranked for next year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like Klubnik's hype, like unless he like just somehow exactly down the stretch, like the hype will be big coming into the next year. And like I thought that that one throw he made where he like I forget who got the hit on it because the Florida State defense played a pretty darn good game. Um, but like bent him in half, and he still made the throw like down the seam yeah. and almost threw a touchdown. That that was, he, he got in my sophomore conversation, but I figured I'd just just leave him here for now. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Concepcion was the big name here. I just just throw in the name of always Zach Branch again for USC. Just every time you watch him touch the ball, it's so much fun, man. It's that's a guy that like just the next couple of years at USC is going to be so much fun to see like what kind of weapon he becomes, especially you know just as he you know grows into being that dude for USC because obviously they have a ton of weapons and after Caleb William leaves, I, it's just going to be so much fun to see what he can do. Speaking of Caleb's, Alabama's Caleb Downs uh, against Old Miss. He seemed to be all over the field. Alabama seems to always have these Brian Branch type of yeah. versatile defensive pieces. He looks like he's got next. The, the broadcast was just gushing about him. Six foot, 203 pound uh, true freshman. Um, and he's playing a ton. If you're playing a ton as a true freshman on a Nick Saban defense, I think that says a lot. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and I got it? one more, same game. Go ahead. Centarian Perkins, the pass rusher for Ole Miss, true freshman again. He had two sacks, just like blazing off the edge. Um, get, was giving me some uh, per- Perkins at LSU vibes. Mm, just not not to that extent. He's a lot smaller, but you know, <laughs> just all the Perkins, baby. Yeah, uh, best sophomore. 
Yeah, Klubnik made my list here, but also I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with my guy. How about Colson Loveland? Not a huge performance, but every time you, every time you watch him, I think he's just gonna be one of the top tight ends uh, going to next year's class. Um, 75 yards on five catches. Had one play where they just it was really cool where they kind of like had like a double reverse kind of thing, and Loveland like just blocked and released, got down the sideline, had a big play, um, and then another just like a really just a big boy catch down the middle. Just the way he moves, um, you know, you can tell he's a top end type of tight end and like just being the 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 highest rated recruit ever out of idaho i can't not love him rob bias 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 i'm uh not gonna do that I'm for gonna idaho to uva uva nc state game where virginia left tackle mikhail Boley, who the broadcast was gushing about him a little bit too they were saying that the uva like uva's obviously put a handful of offensive linemen in the mm-hmm. league and they were talking about how they think he the staff thinks he'll be the next one and then like right away he he has this insane pancake block in space on a screen pass um to malik washington that like springs it for 60 yards he, he ends up getting stopped just short of scoring but man he looked athletic and mean and i didn't know who he was so i was like pretty jazzed up about it it's a good one i mean what's the last uva office lemon there's been one in a bit right eugene monroe always pops in my head i mean there, there's a bunch of them they're brandon albert they, that <laughs> they just haven't had one in a while but yeah exactly um and we're, another guy we talked about recently but i thought didn't have the monster performance but evan stewart was impressive again for the aggies of uh texas a&m i have I have him written down. Yeah, f- only 50 yards on three catches, but, man, he had a touchdown. It was just a hell of a catch where um, just over his shoulder, great bucket catch, two defenders around him, just tracked it perfectly and, and you know, brought it in, no, never doubt. Just really impressive. And, yeah, like, I wasn't going to mention him anywhere, but Moose Muhammad had another no-show performance. And Come on, man. I know, I'm sorry. Evan Stewart just, just stepping up week after week now. It's It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think it, it, it's cool that we both have him down. It was, like, not his biggest game. That catch was yeah, just, just so fucking awesome. He just, like, yeah, ball skills, body control, and he's, like, very, I thought, very twitchy. Um, but, like, yeah, against the U last week, I think we had him, or two weeks ago, we had him down mm-hmm. here, too. And he had 142 yards, and even on a 50-yard performance, we have him down. He's off to a huge start for them. Um, I, I Same team. I went with Walter Knoll, another side of the ball, former five-star recruit. Um, he was given the Auburn interior offensive line hell, which may not be saying that mm-hmm. much, but um, he looked looked the part of a future um, top ten type of talent uh, on the interior with just the the athleticism, the wiggle, um, the power, and he had a he had a sack and a half. Uh, anyone else you got here? No, that was it for me for sophomore. Yeah, let's move it on. All right, weekday warrior. They have a clear guy, really. I, I thought there wasn't that one. The weekday slate. We, we got a big weekday slate coming this week, so I'm excited. Um, I didn't, I missed Wisconsin Purdue, so like that's that's my, that's my bad. Um, I, I hey, I didn't even watch the Thursday night. That's that's double my bad. So I'm going with uh, we talked. You hey, lots of UVA. I thought Malik Washington, the senior there. I already mentioned him too. It's perfect. There you go. Uh, ten ten catches, one seventy, two touchdowns. Was making a bunch of plays. Uh, like it's like their only playmaker. It was like their, <laughs> yeah. It was fun because each team just had one receiver making all the plays, and it, oh, and and Anthony Calandria, which is my new favorite quarterback in the country. Lost him the game. Shouldn't have flexed. No, I know, but he's still still sick. Um, it was like again a perfect goofy Friday night college football game. He he's also like Northwestern transfer, and he's mm-hmm. off to a huge start. He has four hundred fifty nine yards in four games. 
Yeah, because Calandra's like, game evolved, baby. He, he's looking like a guy who could I, maybe end up at like the Shrine Bowl. I don't know. Yeah, he's like a great senior receiver class. Not really, no. And he's like he's he's not the biggest. He's only five eight, but like two hundred. So like not you know not too too at well. He's a star, but that type of size. But you know what I mean? Like he's he's he was damn good. Definitely. Um, I had him down, but I also had Braylon Allen down because not only did he cash a bet for me, but he ran for 116 yards, two scores against Purdue, um, 52-yard run where he was just, like, barreling through tackles. Um, it's been a slow start by mm-hmm. his standards as they transition to Phil Longo's offense. And it feels like he's kind of starting to find his footing between the second half uh of of um, the game against Georgia Southern, and then this, um, he uh, he's not going to be for everybody as a prospect just because he's so big and he's really not adding much in the passing game, uh, even in the air raid as they try to force feed him the ball as a pass catcher. But like the size and the athleticism, and the fact that he's still he's only nineteen, yeah, uh, that's crazy. Like he's going to be a top one hundred pick. Yeah, it's like. Honestly, I feel like the running back class hasn't popped too much no. to start the season. And, and it's funny because, like, Braylon Allen's getting tagged as slow start to the season, but he's averaging 7.1 per game. Yeah, and there's a lot of other backs that haven't been too hot. I mean, it's going to be really interesting. Now, obviously, early season, I think running backs make their money as the season goes on. But Yeah. Well, I bet, like, I, I, would, I would say, like, I know Trivion Henderson just had a big game yeah. uh, against Notre Dame, but, like, he's not been the most consistent, like, Running back and like Donovan Edwards, you've mentioned to I'm me like he's gonna not mention being him. used that much. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it, it, it's gonna be interesting. It's not. It and looks like a deep class, just not a clear class. Yeah, and like Corum has been fine, okay, but and like I, I still think he's lost a little bit. I don't know. That just might be me being pessimistic, but I don't know that the Michigan offensive line has been as good either. You know, it doesn't help either of those backs. But yeah, uh, none of these guys. I, I thought Henderson looked really good Saturday night, though. But, yeah, he um, did. I, I was going to mention him shooting up the board, but uh, or I don't even know if I was. Yeah, I was, I was. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Just no one's really popped. But, yeah, as we get in deeper into conference play, I think that's when the running backs really start to shine. Yeah, uh, good point. Um, let's get the best prospect. Who was your best offensive prospect this week? I'm boring. I'm going with Caleb Williams. I, I thought there was, like, no special performance in any of the other games to where I just watched Caleb Williams Saturday night. Um, and he's clearly the best football player. I, whatever you know, three another three hundred yard game, three touchdowns, a th- ran for a touchdown too. Kind of a bad Caleb Williams game by his standards. It, it was kind not kind of, but not really. I don't know. He was still the, clearly the best player. I don't just the throws he can make and the plays he can make are just ridiculous. The touchdown run was really nice. Um, I don't know, man. He's just special. I now like the, I, his hype is almost getting out of hand at this point. Um, was it? I forget. Was it like McShay said something crazy about Williams or something? I don't know, man. Like, it just, it's getting crazy, but he's still clearly the best prospect in the country. And, um, I don't know. Did, uh, who, did who? he throw, did he throw a left handed touchdown like Drake May? It's a good point. It's a good point. He could, though. He just doesn't need to. Could he? I don't know. Who's your guy? Uh, my, my guy's the running back for Arizona State who oh just the whole the whole okay. the whole game plan ran through him. Thank you so much. Okay, so I cheated so hard because I was gonna put him in a small school guy because I wanted to talk about him last because he's my favorite player in the country. Cameron Scadaboo. Yes, anything? he's the best player in the country. He's throwing passes, <laughs> doing everything. I don't. Even, where did this man come from? Sacramento State. 
it's a Sac State transfer, and like he's the best player in the nation. He, he had that touchdown where he just ran through that guy, kept his feet, and then ran through another guy and kept his feet. Uh, yeah, no, no one got me jazzed up like him. Like over a hundred yards of rushing. Sorry to hijack you. I just love him so much. Eighty yards receiving, touchdown, and both forty-two yards passing. But he had a fifty-three yard punt. Who is this guy? And he's got the best name too. He's, he's my favorite player. It says a lot that he uh, he transferred from Sac State and didn't follow Troy. Taylor's yeah, exactly. Standard. It does say so much. Kenny and, Dillingham building something special, baby. Oh, Cameron, I'm so I respect you so much for putting him there. Yeah, I put him for a small school no, guy. I'm kidding. I was fucking oh, kidding. No, you're right though. You're right. Oh, okay. I put, no, I for, put Joe Alt. No, that's boring. Who cares about Joe Alt? It's well, a good Joe pick. Alt kicked some ass it's against a good Ohio State, yeah. despite the fact that. Notre Dame didn't score any points and, and lost. Um, not as good as Ohio State. Um, no, but Joel, I thought, was phenomenal. He was great. Ohio State. Yeah. Like, it's a pair of NFL pass rushers who one could go in the first round, the other could be a top 100 pick, and was not giving up anything. He was moving people in the run game. He is having a hell of a year. Yeah, yeah. The Maybe you could throw him into the prospect who made us look stupid camp, too. I had him shooting up the board, my top guy, because oh, we were a little – little lesser yeah, think, on him yeah, than we're, a lot we're more like day two yeah and he's not top 10 he every time i've put on the uh the fighting irish he's looked phenomenal and then of course this game just to highlight it at all i mean in this so t class is crazy and he could I, honestly like, i don't think he'll pass olu but like the way he's playing he could be the second tackle taken yeah this up. i mean unfortunately obviously mims is going through the injury right now too i mean yeah, no, I mean, people love Notre Dame. They love taking Notre Dame off to Lyman. Definitely, he, he definitely could. He could be a top 15 pick if he keeps playing this way. Yeah, he's better than McGlinchey and Eichenberg, so. Not Tommy, though. No, not Tommy. Oh, uh, yeah, Alt was phenomenal. Um, yeah, we were a little, little low on him. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if you watch much NFL football, Rob, but uh, a lot of a lot of those teams need offensive tackles. So, yeah. Not the Steelers. <laughs> well, they have, they have one in the, they have the Ferrari in the garage still, baby. Dan Moore, yeah. Yeah, Dan Moore. Who's your top defensive prospect? I want Dallas Turner. Who maybe another guy that can kind of go into the uh, into the made us look stupid camp because I don't think we are super hot on him and he hasn't been great, but he kind of just dominated Ole Miss. Couple sacks, uh, three and a half TFLs. Was kind of just all over the field making plays. Um, for shooting up. Yeah, I think one of I think he's been the most by by the stats metrics the most. Um, disruptive uh, edge player in, in the country so far to start the year. But it hasn't felt like it. But this game definitely he, did. He was they couldn't he could not get any pressure against Texas. Yeah, so no. A great bounce back game. Huge, yeah. Obviously a big spot. Like, I think everyone uh, was predicting potential upset for Ole Miss. And uh, he shut everyone up. No, he was great. I went with Nate Wiggins, who I thought yeah. Florida State just didn't try that much, which is good business. Yeah. Um, but, like, even when they did, regardless of if he was lined up on Keon Coleman or Johnny Wilson, he was just blanketing guys, finished with two PBUs, unfortunately gets hurt on the one near the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but I thought he, to me, I thought he was the best player on the field. Yeah. I, I think I, him and Keon Coleman were the two best players on the field, and Jared Verse was on that field. Uh, yeah, agreed. I, I didn't think Verse was... No, I've got him somewhere negative. I, I didn't think he was. Uh, we'll talk about him in a sec. Um, yeah, I, I I was gonna. I thought there's two clear prospect versus prospect matchups, and it's either Alt versus that front, which you just hit, and the Clemson DBs, especially Wiggins against those Florida State receivers. So I'll talk about that more. But yeah, Wiggins was phenomenal, and obviously, yeah. super unfortunate that this, the game ended with an injury for him. 
But it sounds like he's going to be fine based on what Dabo said. Good. Yeah, I saw that. Um, definitely, definitely optimistic. Yeah, but he is playing like a guy who's going to be a top 15 pick. He just like has all the physical tools. The mm-hmm. length, he moves so effortlessly. And now it seems to have all come together for him. Yeah, exactly. No, it was, it was great. All right. Shooting up the board. So I'm going to stick in that game because I thought there was okay. a bunch of players that looked good. Um, yep. do you, all a bunch of defensive guys, and I, I'll start with I'll start with the Dabo led uh, Clemson Tigers, where Xavier Thomas had a had a big game. Yes. Obviously, former blue chip, been there forever. But I put him for made me look stupid. <laughs> when you criticized him four years ago when he was eligible. I uh, no, I think I just didn't even put him on our ACC to watch list because, like, I finally gave it, it up. Ex- yeah, yeah. No, I don't blame you. I, I, I did the same thing. Because I remember, like, watching him early in his career and saying, okay, this is going to be a dude. And it just – he's never been bad. Injuries. But the injuries and, yeah, it just – He's, like, a top five recruit. Yeah, huge recruit. And you saw it as a freshman. And, then yeah. But, yeah, great game. Um, obviously, he's been there. What's his sixth season there now? But, yeah, it was, was really dynamic. Um, and on, on the on the FSU, I'm just going to blow all my guys here, but on the FSU yeah. side, I thought it was like just um, not not verse, but I thought Patrick Payton on the other side was, was kept popping. Yes. Number 11, baby. Kept, had that sack right before half, had that great batted ball late. But it was more than like I thought he just played – he could have been outplayed the box score here. Just uh, kept making play after play. Um and yeah, he just looked really good. And then obviously the the linebacker Kellen Deloach too had that just amazing, just the the strip sack fumble recovery for the touchdown where he just like blitz and was just a a, a missile coming in to hit uh, Kate Klubnik, uh, undersized guy obviously, but all over the field in terms of tackles. And he's fun. He's a lot of fun. And then my my probably my my favorite of the bunch is Braden Fisky, the interior guy. Had half a sack. It just just makes a lot of plays. Uh, I think the Florida State defense is is a little underrated i think underappreciated because it's it's verse gets all the headlines everyone kind of gets forgotten about um but there's some good playmakers on this defense there is yeah and i i uh, just also i i thought keon coleman had a great bounce back game oh yeah oh yeah obviously like of the, course the one he was catch fun. was freaking insane the, the the yeah that oh man the overtime touchdown that's just big big dog shit man like just Jump ball over the shoulder, like bodied the DB out perfectly, but still made that play. And like that's just that's just big dog football, man. That, that was an unreal touchdown. The other touchdown yeah. was just too easy, just wide open. But yeah, yeah, the the, the athleticism, the ball skills, ridiculous. Ball. So like he has all the makings of him. And there's a couple of receivers. I don't know how this receiver class is going to stack because I had a bunch of receivers written down this week. Yeah, um, but like Keon Coleman, I think will is going to be like labeled as outside of Marvin Harrison, like the highest. Uh, ceiling. Tell me if this is a weird take. I, this just popped in my head. I don't know how I really feel about it. Is the I almost feel like the receiver group is underrated. I almost feel like it's like it, people keep looking at it like Marvin Harrison Jr. and then like Keon Coleman and everyone else. Where there's so many good receivers this year. Yeah, we we talked about Malik Neighbors last week as our best. And he, he had a, Neighbors had another terrific game too. I just didn't bring him um, up again. I think part of it is the QB class is so good, so that gets mm. all of the talk. And then the OT class is really freaking good, too. So the receivers kind of – and their senior receivers, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah. The senior receiver class isn't that special. That's um, a good point because so you I never know who, who decides to stay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Um, More receivers. I'll give you a couple. How about Roma Dunsey, who mm-hmm. against Cal the eighty-three yard punt return touchdown, and then just went for a buck twenty-five and two scores. Yeah, he continues to rise. Like his athleticism at that size, him and Keon Coleman, 
like the height weight speed guy is just awesome yeah it's ridiculous uh, like his punt return touchdown was incredible i was not, not ready for it i was i was i thought it was somebody else at first um <laughs> definitely I also put Emeka Ibuka, who wasn't as flashy, but 7 for 96, and McCord just kept going to him in crunch time. And he his game is, like, based around yak. It's based around, like, moving moving the chains, getting open uh, in zones, and yeah. he just kept doing that when they needed it. And Without him, Ohio State does not win that game. And I thought, he's, like, he's a guy who's kind of being forgotten about, it feels like, in the wide receiver two conversation. A little bit, yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, I also have Troy Franklin, who him and Bo yes. Nix just made Colorado look like they didn't exist. Yes, yeah, you just hit a bunch of my guys, and I hope I'm not stepping on a toe on any toes. But Jalen Polk, also the other Washington receiver. Yeah, uh, I wasn't sure if you're gonna have him somewhere else, but yeah, he he him and he was just almost almost as good as Odunze was in this game. Two touchdowns, looked looked awesome. 127 yards. I mean, what a what a receiving core there for, for the Huskies, but yeah, I think Polk's always kind of a little been a little slept on, but I think he's got got the goods, and this was a great game for him against Cal. Uh, and just to flip back to the Oregon guys for a sec, like Bo Nix, yeah, in this quarterback class, Bo Nix continues to be, I feel like, um, forgotten about at times, and this was a good reminder that he is like a legit quarterback prospect who I don't think he's gonna be like quarterback three or anything, but he's He's uh, probably going to be a top 100 pick. He's a guy who I don't think it's ludicrous to believe will be a starter in the NFL one day. Like, yeah. I'm pretty freaking high on Bo Nix. I was in the summer. I'm much higher on him than Michael Penix, and Michael Penix is kind of getting all the hype right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think like, Bo Nix could be a sneaky first-round pick. It's not out of the range of possibility. I don't disagree. I mean, two things here. I think one is because Oregon has kind of just been beating everyone up. And they haven't played anyone, including this week. Got you, Dion. Um, so stupid. Um, but two, I, I just think it's going to be so interesting to see where like next could be a first round pick, but where the non first round quarterbacks land. You know what I mean? It's going to be so interesting. There's a lot of teams that Pittsburgh. there's a lot of teams that might need a quarterback, a starting quarterback, but there's even more teams that have big holes at backups. You know what I mean? It's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be yeah, exactly. That's this awful situation. Um, just as we're still kind of around the topic, I'm gonna to give you two more receivers. Um, not as flashy for Keandre Lambert Smith, but I still thought pretty impressive. 66 yards, eight catches, and a touchdown. And how about uh, Brendan Rice? This felt like his biggest game at uh, at USC. 133 yards, two touchdowns. Had that massive touchdown. I saw some weird hype with him, but uh, we'll leave that. We'll leave that unsaid. Um, <laughs> he's always going to get the big hype, of course, but whatever. He was, he was really good. Um, do you have anyone else? I have a couple more guys. Yeah, I do too. Okay, uh, go ahead. Tory Taylor, the Iowa punter. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. He was, that was like one of the best punting performances I've ever seen in the rain, averaging 52.3 per punt, four inside the 20 against Penn State, uh, set on seven punts. Um, it, if college he, football had Iowa's the rouge, if college football had the rouge, would Iowa go undefeated? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was incredible. Uh, so I had to put him down. Definitely. Um, I'm. I'll stick with the Trojan. I, I know he had the fumble, but he's kind of my guy. Marshawn Lloyd, I think, keeps looking better and better. Yeah. yeah, he's a ton of fun. And like we said, kind of like the running back group has been. I don't know, murky. I don't think he's going to merge into the top or anything, but I think just a good opportunity for him kind of to shoot up a little bit. Had 154 yards on the ground, and my, my last guy, just stick it in the in the Pac-12. Is Jonah Ellis the best Ellis brother, Rob? 
I put him for out of nowhere prospect because he one this like out of nowhere in terms of this type of dominance in the game. Yeah, two, like he's just been straight up one of the most dominant players in college football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's been unreal. What three and a half sacks, five TFLs. Uh, yeah, he's been un- in that kind of. I don't, know, I don't know what to say about that that game, uh, but, but yeah, he was unreal. This Utah defense is what I mean. They're always fucking good, but yeah, they got they got some guys dogging it out there, not in a in a good sense. If you want to dog with a W and a G, um, but yeah, Ellis was unreal, and and I don't know what to say about him other than uh, it's gonna be excited to see what he does rest of the season. I also put his teammate down, Kareen Reed. Yeah, who pick was six. Uh, he had the pick six. Yeah. He forced a fumble. He just looked really good in space. Um, he's a weapon at linebacker. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw a couple of other Pac-12 defenders. Uh, Oregon's Jordan Birch and Evan Williams, both transfers. I uh, they, they're they're my transfers this week. Yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, like Jordan Birch is flexing his five-star athleticism and size, yeah. and Evan Williams blitzing off the edges. Yeah. Wreaking havoc. That was fun. They combined for like three and a half sacks. That was a ton of yeah. fun. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of good transfers. I mean, Scadabo could have been a transfer too. But yeah, I thought Williams and Birch were just so, so good. And uh, obviously that was just a dominant, big old stamp of a game for the, for the Ducks. One more quick one. Jatavian Sanders looked really good against Baylor. It's a good one. Yeah. Sliding down the board. Yeah, I alluded to uh, having Donovan Edwards somewhere earlier, and I think it's it's time to put him here. Um, like I like I said, Michigan offensive line hasn't been as great in, in in run blocking like it has the last two years. Still gelling, but I haven't seen much from Edwards. Man, he only had 13 yards on six carries, had a nice catch and run, uh, so 41 yards on two catches. But like he didn't really make any guys miss, and kind of just went out of bounds. It was a good 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 design. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, offensive line, man. But Corum is still making plays. Edwards definitely needs more touches. Um, I don't know. And like, I think maybe like the, the receiving aspect is what really makes him special. But they haven't done it too much. But that could just be like you know they've played no t- nobody so far. So maybe that's a weapon they're saving. I don't know. Um, but I, I need to I need to see like a I don't know like a, a game from Edwards. He really hasn't done much. Yeah, he's lost me money too. Don't forget. Sorry. Unlike Braylon Allen, that's why I rank Braylon Allen. Yeah, smart, smart. Uh, I mean, we we alluded to it slightly. Jared Verse. Mm-hmm. I just think like he's not bad, but it's not like top ten dominance. I saw Matt Miller tweet during the game against Clemson: "Is Jared Verse yes. the best defensive player in the country?" And I was like, "What is? What are you talking about?" He's crossed my mind for overhyped because of stuff like that. Like even like the broadcast. He's know? been very good. Yeah, but like he's also not been that. Uh, productive in terms of pass rush. I think he's looked a lot better as a run defender. He's lots of high effort stuff. But like in terms of pass rush plan, like it hasn't been there snap to snap, um, series to series. Like, like I think we all expected him to level up this year. And uh, I don't know. I just think like maybe we don't have a top 10 pick at edge in this yeah. class. Or if we do, you're going to be betting on the Dallas Turner upside. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Because yeah, he... He hasn't looked like that top ten edge. He's definitely still looked like a first round type of dude. Like no doubt there. Yeah. yeah, I don't. He's he's been good, but he hasn't been special. He hasn't taken over games, and there's been plenty of opportunities for him to do that, right? And like like I said, I just pointed to a bunch of uh, seminal defenders that. I mean, obviously the bar is higher for verse, but you know, a bunch of seminal defenders that looked really damn good, and um, we're stuck putting verse here. And again, like you said, it's not. It's not him turning from a first-round pick to a fifth-round type of guy or anything. It's just 
he hasn't stepped up big. Um, no, I, I think that's very fair. I didn't have too many other guys. I don't know. Who, who else do you have to talk about here? Uh, I put a uh, same, same defense, Fentrell Cypress, who uh, I don't know if you know this. He was ranked the number one player in the transfer portal. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, coming from Virginia, and uh, good good player for Virginia, but like not like a top one hundred pick or anything. Um, but he, I thought he was just getting exposed in man coverage. And when you watch his tape at Virginia, he looks at his best playing off zone when he's got his eyes on the quarterback. And they're asking him to play like a lot of press man. And I thought like the Clemson athleticism was just getting the best of him. It's a fair one. I I really don't have anyone else other than Edwards. Go be be rude. Let's do it. Um, I put Shadur Sanders. Yeah. I- I don't. I didn't know what to say about Shadur. You know, I was gonna just let sleeping dogs lie. Um, that's more just the hype's got to chill, right? Other than rather than him being bad, I don't know. I don't know what to take away from the performance. Please enlighten me, Rob. Um, sorry, Pro Football Network was freezing my laptop for a second there. <laughs> Almost panicked. No, no offense, PFM. Um, yeah, so Sanders just like looked like he was taking like the offensive line was bad. But yes. It, it it looked like he was super uncomfortable under pressure yeah. at times and like fading from the pocket, extending his drops too deep. Um, and that's something he, we haven't seen from him, right? We, he's exactly. he, that's been one of like, his strengths. Like in terms of like, I don't think he was horrible, and the things around him were a lot worse than he was. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like he was getting mentioned as like a top five pick by some people yeah and i think this is like uh all right it's time to recalibrate folks like, yeah, yeah he was never never like i'm not saying he won't be that but he wasn't like given the circumstances i don't think he deserved that type of hype at the time yeah and obviously Deion sanders coming out and saying like he's not going to come out this year because he's not going to be number one and like all all the hype kind of got true Deion's right it's right See, there's no lie there yeah, the hype, like the hype, got unreal, and obviously this was uh, not a great performance. But it it's hard to see how much to put on him. But like you know, it, it's still a hell of an impressive job that they've done, just leveling up Buffalo from one of the worst Power Five teams to a clearly strong upper middle of the pack. You know, top twenty five probably team. You know what I mean? I know they're ranked top twenty five, but it's still super impressive. And Sanders uh, coming this week is gonna be a, a lot of fun. Uh, I also put uh, Ulysses Bentley at Ole Miss yeah. because I saw a lot of hype leading into the game, and then like they barely used him. I put him as one um, of my prospects that made me look stupid. Yeah, that's my um, guy. <laughs> and the broadcast even mentioned like, why isn't he playing more? Uh, and I put the Ohio State uh, kind of the big three in the front seven: Tommy Eichenberg, Jack Sawyer, and JT. Who like like we mentioned earlier, JT and Sawyer did not get much, like could not beat Joe Alt. And I thought Tommy Eichenberg was getting exposed a little bit by the tight end in, in coverage. Yeah, no, I agree. I think none of them have really – I mean, Eichenberg's been solid this year, but the, the pass rushers just really haven't stepped up this year. Yeah, know. exactly. Like, they, like JC's not playing like a first-round pick. And I don't <clears throat> no. think Jack Sawyer's playing like Sam Hubbard. No, he's not. And, like, obviously the Big Ten looks really damn good, especially the East, so they're going to need those two to uh, level up big time. Yes, sir. My own nowhere prospect was Joan Ellis. Yeah, great great transition for me because I'm going with a guy that 
Ohio State let get away from the defensive line, and that's uh, Notre Dame's Javante Jean-Baptiste. He's my transfer who popped on this. Yeah, I know. I, I, I had to put him somewhere. I had the, I had the Oregon guys' his transfers. He was awesome, man. He was just getting all over that Ohio State offensive line. Uh, eight tackles. Felt like he was making lots of plays in the run. Uh, yeah, even like I, I thought he even could have outplayed that box score even with all those plays. Looks really damn good, and that's, that's fun. I actually didn't know who he was entering the game, so. Um... For prospect, meme look stupid. I had Xavier Thomas. I want Ulysses, but also give you another running back too. Who I I remember in the summer, Bucky Irving. I went into the tape thinking I loved him, ready for him to be like, okay, this is my dude. And I, I t- t- came away super underwhelmed. But uh, I thought I thought <laughs> watching him live again against the Buffs, I'm like, yeah, this is what Bucky Irving looks like to me. You know, eight eight point nine yards per carry, okay. uh, nineteen yards on receiving. I thought he just looked really good. Okay. This, and we mentioned, and I've been thinking since we brought it up, the, this running back class. Who would you even say are the top three running backs right now? I don't know. Like, that's how unclear it is that yeah. I don't know who you would say. And, like, point being, Bucky Irving's, like, could be in that conversation. He's potential. I'm not saying he will be, but, like, that's how open it is. Like, we didn't mention it. Trey Benson didn't play very, like, yeah. that much of an impact. He lost me money. Um, <laughs> will, will, will Shipley made me money. Shipley looks uh, pretty solid, yeah. But he's looking better as a pass catcher. He's not yeah. Like, uh, Estime at Notre Dame has looked quite good at times. But people Rocket don't Sanders people don't hurt. view him that way, I yeah. I like Estime a lot, though. Marshawn Lloyd, people don't view that way, but he's been playing well. Jordan yeah. Allen's, like, a, a little bit of an enigma. Like, I, I don't know. I think right now I would say Trivion Henderson's the only running back, I think, and I'm biased. But I I think I would feel confident saying he's a top three running back in this class. And even with like not to be a Debbie Downer, but even with Henderson, I've noticed, and I think we're going to see this more and more down the stretch. People trying to just force him as like RB one, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think sure. we're going to see a lot of that where people are going to just try to be forcing RB ones. And yeah, I don't know the class, like you said, the, like we've talked about, the group hasn't got enough good, and I still like, think it's a solid class. It's just yeah. Like if I'm putting a poll <clears throat> together, which I'm going to do. <laughs> on Twitter, as you love to do, yeah. Who 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 do you think ends up RB one through a, a third of the way through the college football season? I don't even know who to put as I, I, the three options on top of other, like, um, Trevion Henderson, Blake Corum, yeah, and I think, who and Braylon Allen. Yeah, I don't know. That's like, a good, I don't know, right? Like, that's a good point. That's how cloudy it is, and I feel like it's never been that cloudy. And I don't feel confident saying Henderson and Corum either. No, I just think like it's very strange because I think I think we have very defined, clear, not in order, but clear like oh that those guys are the top mm-hmm. five, and I just think it's interesting that we don't anyway. Or, yeah, or like eight guys and like you know five of them are clear. Like you know switch the order yeah around. like yeah exactly a guy you bang the table for. I don't even know who to bang the freaking table for. Um, you were for Donovan. I th- like I think Edwards will bounce back, but yeah, it's interesting. It's yeah. gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, my prospect versus prospect. I just put the Utah O line versus the UCLA D line. It was it's just like one. a fist fight in the trenches. Yeah. Or you could probably go the other way, but I think Utah's D line won that one very clearly. Yeah. But like both Utah and UCLA D lines were dominant in this game. It was, yeah, it was a weird game, and it was fun. It was. It's kind of like it's kind of like yeah. I don't know. It was good. Um, yeah, I think clearly. I mean, I thought the two clear ones, we t- the Buckeyes front against Alton Company, but even on the other side, the trench play was great. Um, but no, I'm going to go going with the Clemson DBs and the Florida State receivers. We talked Wiggins. We talked um, Coleman. 
I thought Johnny Wilson was pretty damn good again. I, I'm, not, I'm a big Johnny Wilson fan. I know he drops the easy balls, but that's probably going to be the fatal flaw. But at that size, the plays he makes are just ridiculous to me. Had that, like, unreal fingertip catch to start, like, the two-minute drive at the end over like over his shoulder and just kind of, like, hauled it in. And then converts the, th- the next third down. He's just – he's really good at he, – he's good at both, com- like, moving the sticks and making the big plays. It's just dropping the easy ones. Had almost 100 yards. I thought he was good. Uh, Coleman was obviously great again, too. Um, Wiggins was potentially the best player on the field and obviously got hurt. I thought Andrew Makuba played a pretty solid game too. Yeah, um, I agree. So that's the one I kind of wanted to get to. I like Makuba, I think he's been had a really solid, solid, solid start to the year. Um, but yeah, that was that was just a big dog battle. It was great. It was a lot of fun and obviously an unreal game. Um, for uh, outplay the box score, I went with Chop Robinson. Me too. State. Oh, Me really? Too. Okay. Yep. I thought I thought I was a little off the beat. He was like he was unreal. I looked at the stats and I couldn't believe yeah. he only had one sack. Yeah, I thought he had like three or four. Yeah, he was awesome. He was great. I, he, there were stretches in that game when you know the rain coming down, where he just took it over. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe he only had one sack and only two tackles. I like I, I thought he had way more. Um, that was his big. Um, Big. I haven't watched every Penn State game, but that was his big, big game. At we watched a couple the Illinois game. At I think we, I think we talked about him like just not being super impressive, and then this one he just he just took over. And obviously the Iowa offense is horrible, and but he was a big reason why they couldn't get anything going. He was great. Um. Yeah. Definitely. I, I, he. Uh, I mean, like him and Dallas Turner have had bigger games than Jared Burst so far. Yeah. Um, and JT for that matter. Yeah. Overhyped, I went with Jackson Dart because there was Heisman talk going into this game. <laughs> I just like didn't understand. There was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm in deep corners of Twitter or sorry X, my bad Elon, uh, and I was just like I couldn't believe it because I didn't think he had looked that good, and it, then it really came, it really fell apart against Alabama. Yeah, it did. Um, that's a, I mean we've talked about Dart before where it's like okay he's fun, but I don't think he's a NFL quarterback. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I remember last week I did um, a quarterback who came off a great game. The hype got too much. I'm doing it again, Rob. Um, but I'm, I'm still firing up the Heisman candidacy for Cam Ward, who was unreal. I was waiting uh, for you to bring him up. Yeah, he was so, so good. But this is me. Like maybe I got to step aside as the president of the Cam Ward fan club, Rob. Um, you know, you know how I like to do. I like okay. Let's see who's getting too much hype. I did my mock draft roundup, and I saw him from a popular draft website that puts out too many mocks. Um, had Ward going 14th overall. And it's like, Damn. we got to pump. Now, this is this it was is a so huge game. Yeah, I don't know. Unreal game. Yeah, I know. He was awesome. He's a riser. Like, I would have had him shoot with the board. But. He also lost me money earlier in the season. Oh, my God. Here we go again. Uh, but no, I think, and I think probably talked about this before. We've talked about this many times. We need to stop this jumping on quarterback prospects after one game, two games, three games, whatever it is, and trying to be first on them. It's so annoying. He'll be, be Mel Kuyper's QB3 by tomorrow. <laughs> Sanders didn't show anything I, this week. Yeah. I like that they're all, it's all the Pac 12 quarterbacks. I love it. I love Cam Ward so much. I, I 400 yards passing, unreal, huge game. And if I, I didn't expect this from Oregon State, I thought Oregon State was honestly, I thought Oregon State was going to win, and they came out and just blew them, blew them up. Beat Utah on Friday night. Yeah, guaranteed. That's the Pac-12 baby. But yeah, Ward's amazing. Uh, it's just we got to pump the brakes on that. Transfer popped on the scene. I went with the Jean Baptiste. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. He was so much fun. Um, he looked legit. Yeah, I didn't really know his name entering the game and. 
I always love when a guy has a big game against his old school too. That's awesome. Uh, I went with Evan Williams and Jordan Birch, who were just uh, standouts on those on that duck defense against the Buffs. Finally, small school guy who caught your eye. I actually have one. Do you? Yeah, I did. With I went with Cameron Scadabo, but I cheated. It doesn't. I saved the best for last. I he's Sac State. He's Arizona State's a small school now, by the way. So. As you know, I'm from the ATL, and I'm going to give you hell, as my uh, home field shirt says. Uh, I'm with Georgia State running back Marcus Carroll, who carried my Panthers to a win over AJ's lowly Coastal Mm -hmm. Carolina. Coastal Carolina fell apart so fast, it's, like, kind of sad. But, yeah, kind of a a bit of a bruising, uh, short, stocky back. Uh, Ran for a buck 50 and score at 36 through the air. Yeah. Georgia State's undefeated, kind of feisty in the, in the Sun Belt. Uh, Costa was favored, and I, I'm not sure why, because Georgia State's I know, playing I really felt, well. I know. Darren Granger, fun quarterback. Yeah, I love Darren I'm also the head of the Darren Granger fan club. Him, He's having a huge year. Yes, yeah, I love him. Uh, all right. Well, I'll see you next week. Uh when you're when you're freaking waxing poetic about some middle Tennessee kid who caught your eye. <laughs>